0: Tell me how you make it funny. Oh, really? Tell, tell me how
1: you make it funny. Come on, tell me how. Come on. Oh, really? <laughs> how, how
0: you make it funny? Hello and welcome. This is our first episode and we have Mr. Millennium Marie with us. Uh he is a big name in Indian advertising. In fact, I studied a lot of his work uh, in college. It had such a big influence on me that I decided to join advertising. And my mom decided to blame him for my career. She's like, uh, hmm. uh, But to anyone who's listening, uh, I want to put out an important message. That listen, not everybody is going to be a So whatever do, you think about it. Uh, My second most favorite thing about him is his first film, You Are My Sunday. It's a great film. It has won a lot of awards uh, as an advertising person. Awards mean more to me than my parents' approval, obviously. Uh, The film is about a group of friends who are looking for a football field in Bombay. They're looking for space in Mumbai. Looking for space in Mumbai is like looking for space in a relationship with Kabir Singh. Uh... Looking for space in Mumbai is like uh, looking for freedom of speech in your Sassuraj. And that will give you a lot of damage. But in Bombay, there is no space Like Ambani has not been able to make a skyscraper. If Ambani does parking ground level, then and space, like we are still talking about physical space. Uh, it uh, it has a lot of metaphorical significance also in the movie, right? And why am I still talking when we have the man himself? Yeah. Sir, um, how badly do you regret saying yes for this?
1: It's too early. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you at the end of the show. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Okay, so uh, let's begin at the beginning. Yeah, I know for a fact that uh, you started with theater and then you moved to advertising. So uh, what was it that pulled you to advertising? Like what were the initial ads that inspired you? Like for me, like it was Dig Verma and all of those early works. So what was it for you that, uh, I know I've read interviews where you said that, I was not good enough for it, but I, I don't believe that me
1: so, no, like so, no, I see. First of all, I mean, uh, pulled me to advertising. Nothing pulled me; it's a desperation which pushed me towards it. <laughs> so, advertising became a career lit much later. As far as we were concerned, in our times, advertising was something nobody, uh, people had hardly heard of as a career option. Right. And that's what would happen in the earlier days, at least. Okay, I'm not that old, but. Uh, 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 90% of people who came into advertising came by accident, except for those who did uh, commercial arts at JJ and Sophia's. Right. So, barring all the art directors who obviously uh, knew commercial art was the profession and they kind of had chosen that pretty early. Hmm. The rest of us, I think most of everyone bhatak uh, advertising. And mostly it's people who at a last resort didn't have a job or, you know, uh, wanted to write, but didn't know. So for me, it's, it was, I think, uh, accident. Or it was desperation in the sense that I did only theater in college.
0: Right.
1: And I don't know if whatever I'm going to say is good advice or not, but I did not attend one lecture in my five years in college. I, I think I attended one lecture. I remember that vividly, only one lecture. And so towards the end of college, my friends and everybody else were preparing for MBA. And I realized that EMS will not I mean, the kind of preparation they're doing and kind of stuff. Uh, they were doing was pretty bizarre for me and I said and I thought I want to do something where I can uh, only use my talent because I was terrible at studies right and so by classic progression I thought I'll join FTI Uh and and, um, see again even filmmaking was not that professional as it is today so I had done a small stint as a production guy in a a serial
0: Hmm.
1: and spent three months working on it and I saw the guy who was directing it was like uh, 50 years old and that was his first directional job. And so for whatever 30 years of his life, he had kind of uh, assisted and stuff like that. And uh, uh, and I thought, okay, I'll join FTI and I'll kind of, you know, whatever. And then people dissuaded me and then everybody said, you know, direction I was say, X, Y is reserved. And what do you want to do? ko chance? Hai. You don't come from a film background. And, you know, how are you going to get a chance to do Right, you'll just have all to, the
0: practical talk basically, uh, so
1: classic uh, middle class fears, and you know, yeah, yeah. Kya hoga meera, kya hoga and then there's a friend of mine whose mother was in advertising, okay. Uh, his, his name was Mihir, Mihir. Uh, and his mother was so he said, I wanted to do ad, my mom writes in ads and all that, and they write. And I knew I wanted to make films, I was pretty sure about that. I really wanted to make films, and they said, Ads my films, hota hai, film, bhi kabhi kabhi. uh, so there was classically in our days i don't think we looked up to advertising as much it's once in a while this big pips, uh, 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 coke ad or pepsi ad would make some news but rest of it was the lalitaji and you know
0: yeah the like, stuff. right like, so was yeah a so it was about awards, like how we like oh no, no
1: awards came in much later awards, i'll tell you the award story but awards was much later then there was no such thing as awards and stuff like that and so I had, uh, I said, okay, I'll do advertising. It sounds interesting. And uh, so then someone told me about a course in Xavier's, uh, XIC, XIC. Mass, yeah, mass communication course. In those days, it was a one-year course. Right. And I said, okay, And it was very strange because, uh, so, you know, I like just imagine six years, n- no studies, nothing in college. And now I'm going to study for a course. And I went there with this whole thing that life depend hai. I course be I'll suck and I'll never get a job and I need to get a job. Uh, and so it was very strange that in that course, I used to be a front venture, I used to like put my hand up, ask questions, take notes very diligently and uh, people thought I was a nerd and uh, <laughs> it was very funny because that's a lot of people told me later, I met my wife there. Oh. So if you ask me, is it worth doing courses and studying I don't know, but at least merely a butterfly though. So that happened and that's how I got into advertising basically. I mean, uh, so it wasn't really anything inspiring or nothing. There was not a great story about it. I think it was just sheer desperation that I, I don't know if I did I graduate. I think I failed in one subject. So, I mean, I, <laughs> so it was like, I had to be good at what I was doing and it was right. that desperation that drove me and made me, I think, try and be good at what I was doing. It was pretty sure. I was pretty sure that it's my only chance at making money or doing something with my life right uh, and of course uh, i love writing and then there's this whole thing in advertising uh, it's it's great bursts of creativity so it's always it was always fun and then of course after that it was uh, had these ups and downs but it was great fun i mean i enjoyed my my stint in advertising as well
0: right and uh, in fact i am a xic reject
1: ha ah, i was a reject you yeah. know that
0: no no i was even i was a, like i was a xic reject like i cleared the written and then i mm. went for the interview Hmm. And then the lady was like, oh, Why don't you do something else? I was like, But I want to do this. Yeah. It's
1: right. like, nahin,
0: nahin kuch aur karo. <laughs> what is this logic? Yeah. yeah. I, I so don't... I was also
1: rejected at my interview. Oh. Okay. They actually said, No, I think you should try something else in this and that. So I said, Okay, take And I don't know why, but before leaving, I just said, um, Yeah, maybe one day you'll see me in advertising and laugh at me and said We rejected this guy. <laughs> and I walked out. <laughs> and then they called me back, you know, and they said, that was they were impressed by that.
0: Okay. Uh, so
1: they were all smiling and said, that that shows you have something and you know whatever. I was like, oh fuck, okay, okay. <laughs> that is, uh, that
0: but, that so awesome. I was
1: almost I remember I, when they said do something and then I was like finished. I was like, Abhi kuch hoga nahi like toh, pata nahi kya so yeah, I was, so yeah, it's good. Rejects is reject is a good start. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And um like so uh, since we are talking about comedy, uh, and I feel like I was watching a lot of your ads also. I feel like uh, humor since that time. Do you you see in advertising there has been any movement in terms of where humor is going? Like, has there been any kind of uh, change or evolution?
1: Yeah, it's been great. I mean, especially advertising.
0: uh, Our humor, because it comes in small packets in advertising, like uh, you actually get to see some kind of movement. Like if you look at like the director's deal at uh, not
1: just yeah. in television of course yeah no I'll tell you uh, something funny I mean uh, the first time I wrote I wrote a, I was a junior and I wrote an ad which my boss liked it was a very funny ad and we presented to the client and the client loved it and everybody said wow this is really funny and this this was the early days so what happened was that when we went to make the film the client insisted no we want good looking guys we want models it has to look nice and, and I couldn't get that because it was obviously funny you should put funny people in that right 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 uh, and so i mean we made the film and obviously it wasn't as funny as it was supposed to be because you just had these pretty looking guys and girls and kind of uh, everything was so uh hygienic that uh, that humor was lost hmm. and the client then said it wasn't as funny as you narrated it and i said yeah well uh only uh, so i think one or two years later i think i think Piyush is the one man i yeah. can say with a guarantee is a guy who really changed and helped uh, all of us a lot because Piyushka, I think, Chalmili Luna came and then, you know, they did uh, Piyush and Prasun also, I think, to that. they made these really funny commercials which worked. And after that, client actually started telling us, no, no, put a funny looking guy, put a funny looking guy. And that helped all of us, you know. Uh, So that was uh, one of the greatest things, I think, That's the best gift uh, (laughs) Piyush Pandey singularly did for advertising was I think he helped us, uh, all of us cast real people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, till before that, it was a more I remember once I'd written a film. because I came from a middle-class background. I used to see these houses in advertising. I was my boss buddy, a middle-class. Then he told me about aspiration and all that. I said, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i right. you know? And so I used to try and use my influences. And once I'd written a script on Kabaddi, and there was this client who was pissed off at me. And she said, what Kabaddi? Why Kabaddi? Why not basketball? And I was like, who the fuck plays basketball here? so really, uh, but that changed and that scape changed a lot i mean right. for me i think since then it it, it has been uh, pretty phenomenal and there have been a lot of amazing directors you know who brought in that uh, their own brand of humor i mean rajesh krishnan has done a brilliant job uh, yeah. with it yeah. you know uh, Abhinav Pratiman, even uh, so humor has gone a long way i think and uh, today people use i mean so many i mean a lot of uh, you know, like Thai uh, advertising and a lot of those influences yeah. come. People, Japanese, Japanese uh, uh, advertising in the U. Right. And so, I mean, that's a great thing. And plus, uh, we ourselves the Indians have a very nice, rich history of uh, humor. Uh, for me, a lot of it came from theater and, you know, so it was very easy kind of, uh, we used to do a lot of these. Uh, in college, we had like a bipolar thing of doing plays. That is when we did plays for competitions, we used to do this very serious, deep meaning, intelligent, you know, soulful kind of plays and but when it did plays for college it used to do this bizarre uh, slapstick funny shit because you know everybody had to enjoy it so there was a very good uh, balance of both you know you had like uh, you read amazing playwrights on one right. hand and you know did their work and then when it came to doing stuff for college we used to just enjoy ourselves and do just ballistic bullshit and uh, people freaked out and that was great you know so those influences really helped you later you know when yeah. kind of uh, yeah but humor has come a great way in advertising it's become a very powerful tool i think now
0: also the movement uh, to hindi has happened in the last few years like uh, oh hindi
1: has i mean that's what i'm saying i think after piyush and all 97 uh, yeah. onwards only that whole thing of looking at india proudly happened
0: yeah, yeah.
1: till before that everything is uh, was you know about uh,
0: Slightly uh
1: projection yeah projecting something which was not uh, uh, very very um, accurate or whatever it is you know I, I don't know what the word is but but i remember uh, it's only only around after 97 98 when you know that whole thing became fun and acceptable and uh, um and that was great you know in the sense that i remember there's uh, one commercial i was doing much later for tata tea and it was about a small middle class house and i was scared that the, you know i wanted to make it very authentic and very real and that kind of thing and uh, so when I was telling the client that, you know, so she comes with a cup of tea and he said, no, nah, no, nah, cup of tea, glass, dekhao, glass. I was like, taken aback. I said, <laughs> it's not real. Is it? He said, ha ha. And then they told us that, you know, we had done one aspirational That's ad before that and it bombed. So now we want to be as real as we can. And so it has had a payoff as yeah. well, you know, and clients have seen that. And, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and one good thing about advertising is you truly understand that, uh, uh, I mean, we have so many languages to deal with and so many different cultures, but human. yet we always find a common language in that. Hmm. Uh, that always tells you that there are definitely common platforms which human beings kind of connect with. And human humor was looked down upon. There was a time when you did a funny ad and all balls, you know, I mean, you could never present a funny ad for anything.
0: Oh.
1: Categories unheard of we have done funny stuff now. Right. Electronics, se like every, but otherwise, it's mostly barring candies at the most, some. Times Absolutely. nobody ever wants to uh, right. look at humor. Humor was look look like one, uh, you know, originally uh, said right. You won't buy anything from a clown. So, but it's come a long way now.
0: So we talk about the film, yeah, and uh, I think uh, like what stands out in the film for us is the visual jokes, right? right. Because. Um, Normally, in Bollywood, what you get to see is written jokes, like, as in, it's a premise punchline kind of a thing. That's yeah, 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 yeah. But in You Are My Sunday, there are a lot of visual jokes. Um, So, uh, like, even things like, uh, like, there's that scene where he goes to spits on spit on his boss, right? Yeah. And that itself is just such a bizarre thing. And then there's one chota sa joke in the middle where one this one guy pulls out a phone to record it. Right. And, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it's funny. And at the same time, it's also, like, this was not happening at that time as much. Like, today, it's a very like, common thing, but you thought yeah. of it then, right? Like, uh, uh, also, like, the way you introduced the characters. Like, I love that walk, the whole Bawa, like, yeah, the way yeah. he comes into the house, the fight is happening, is, like, I, I love that character, by the way. <laughs> like, I don't think Parsis have been seen that way, yeah. like, in Bollywood. Like, it's always that oh ha ha ha, ha, uh, thing going on yeah but like you yeah 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 yeah. and like 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 the whole making of Maggie then sitting there and just writing those letters and like I was like this guy I'm relating to so hard (laughs) right now like uh and uh the third thing which really stood out for me is the conversations right like it is not uh like the reverse shot thing where I'm saying something and then I cut to your reaction You, you didn't do that like you put the camera in the middle and then yeah. uh, you look, so it was almost like I was inside, like I was a part of the group. So, uh, but I basically want to know, like, the whole point of telling you about your own story uh, is uh, to say is to understand what goes into creating these things. Like, like the fact that uh, you know all of the characters have gone inside their homes. Like the Catholic home is the most genuine Catholic home I've ever seen, and at that point, like in in those years, like we were not seeing such genuine homes like uh, in Bollywood. Like they were still doing those fancy sets, jape silk keparde, or siffon And uh, like what went into like what is the whole creative process that you put into making no, I, these little details? See, I
1: uh, I I don't think I'm the only one doing it, in the sense right. that I think many people have done that kind of stuff. See, I'll tell you what happened was um, If anyone is writing a script and wherever the script is pitched, I think if you do it with complete honesty, then anybody can come to arrive at this kind of a uh, space. But I'll tell you one of the things when I wrote Sunday and I write, whenever I write any script, I have a one word uh, brief. So I don't, I mean, the plot doesn't matter to me so much uh, as much as what is the one word that the whole, which is a transcending word throughout the entire story, which every character, everything, every scene is going to reflect. Right. And it helps me. It helps me immensely. And every time I sit with writers, I, I, even if it's a series or even if it's a film, I we start with what's the one word? What's the one word? You know, is it insecurity? Right. Is it this is it pretension? Is it, you know, whatever. And then we kind of say how okay, how will this reflect? Even if the audience doesn't get it. So it doesn't matter whether the audience gets that one word, because that's not really critical. But it helps you bind the ideas together because then you no, very clearly what am i doing here where right. is that one word reflecting right. and uh, though i had the plot for sunday i, I uh, much earlier like a bunch of guys can't play football what will they do in bombay so i but i was struggling with where is the story going to go am i going to show sunday after sunday what escapades they have is it going to be like the end of it find a place when they come you know so i but that was not honest and so i couldn't find that right word and for me when i thought of and now it sounds very simple but when i thought of the word space Right, it all fit in for me, but then I realized it's not just about football actually because I wanted to find a more universal platform for it like something even women can relate to people who don't play football in you know, anybody, anybody who's hmm. living in, in any urban environment can understand, hmm. even if it's hmm. like uh, uh, like out of Bombay, many places have space, you know, like you can oh,
0: Sorry to uh, like yeah. Parasite, for example, has the same problem. Like parasite right. was also about like the whole space problem, right? Like right. on the one side you see the affluent, like they have so much, and then you see yeah. these people, you know, it opens right. the fumigation scene. So space right. is, yeah. I mean, I understand yeah. what you're saying. It's become. But
1: parasite was, I think, more about class divide. And right. For me, it was just purely space, and I wanted to kind of, and so that's how the whole thing started. So if you see uh, now, you if you uh, look at everything, you see it's so a for Apple. So. You first open in the space where the characters meet always. Then you see each character's space and what they are. And uh, there was the emotional aspect of the space and the physical aspect of the space. So someone like uh, Mehnosh, for example, lived alone in a massive house, but yet he felt uh, claustrophobic in his own environment. And so he was going, you know, and there's Domi and his space with his mother and where he feels, you know, and then his brother comes in the picture and how he feels that he never gets space in his, just to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, there's Arjun, who was obviously the uh, uh, epitome of a person who has, you know, the greatest space in his mind. He has kind of given up everything, materialism and everything and just following things happily. But yet, uh, there's some kind of an escapism inside. you know. And then um, you have someone like uh, Rashid, who kind of uh, lives alone and is a free man. But yet, in his uh, own space, uh, he feels that... Uh, the holding, um,
0: for example. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, and the rat kind of uh, was a very big uh, this thing in it. So the rat thing was something that happened in my life. Now, most of these things I put from my life.
0: Right. These
1: are really people I know and there are bits and pieces of them I have out and have uh, put in this. Um, uh, so I, yeah, I mean, as far as conversations go, writing goes, I think, I mean, that's the kind of writing I like.
0: Right. You know,
1: I don't like plot-based conversations. So, Ninety mm. percent of time, why uh, uh, popular say uh, popular entertainment kind of uh, is not we are not enjoying Bollywood as we enjoying it enough. Or you see this in many series, and I think it's a little bit of a problem of Indian writing is that ninety percent of time dialogues are used to move the plot.
0: Mm. Right,
1: and that's a classic sitcom kind of a situation also. You know where you set up a you set up a joke and you know then your five lines to the joke. You know, and uh, for me, uh, dialogues and everything screenplay is about characters. It's always about characters, and it's about you know what we say and what we say. What does that reveal about the person at the back? Because people do not really ever speak their minds. People project, and and so uh, it's uh, so yeah. for me that that kind of a, a realism is a little important, and uh, making it interesting. I think is very. I think it's it's very basic good writing. I mean, it's not like something I've invented. But uh, uh, so for me, that was very important. And all these conversations are kind of conversations I've had with friends, especially that bar scene. And uh, these are things I've been through with my, my buddies. And so I just wanted to make sure that I, to that extent, I'll this think, but also one thing I wanted to do is I did not want to make a heavy film. Uh, I come from a very tough background and I've reached somewhere and I wanted to kind of bring in a certain positivity and kind of... Uh, Maybe it's a it's a film aimed at men to tell them, and especially Indian men I feel go through incredible amount of angst. And you know, there's that whole inner Raisha, my my karta thalikin near. You know, so there's always this, and which you see, it comes in right-wingism, it comes in, it comes out in many ways. And and that's why uh, the women were very important in the film. Yeah. And if you see the characters of all the women, it was very critical that. I show these women who are actually going probably 10 times worse than what these men are going but the attitude is incredibly positive and here these guys are all always uh, fuming in their own stew and you know kind of uh, stewing in their own uh, inner feelings uh, and so for me humor is important I think it comes naturally to me even if I go to write something funny I will my fifth line will say something funny right. and uh, so I wanted to make sure that that uh, inherent bit of uh, uh, and you know it's kind of uh, it's kind of observational humor. It's like kind of stuff we we sit and you watch and you watch something funny happening and nothing absolutely funny is happening in terms of the action but you can see that there is behind it it's a pretty funny scene when you look at it from a distance. And so that I think I've reflected everywhere. I've not taken um, myself very seriously and I think I've made sure that uh, the film does not take itself too seriously and right. understand that life is okay. You know, It's about these ups and downs. And, uh, right.
0: So um, a, a very basic uh actually almost tactical question this is but like uh so when we write stand up uh we are supposed right. to I mean not everybody does this I guess but
1: no that's healthy though you should I mean everybody should write uh
0: so when we do stand up what we do is like uh, normally we do open mics right and we are and we try and do like the same joke like a like at least 20 times and right. then you know and through that we keep fine tuning it so by the time right. like we put it out, into the world we already know that you know like this works but I I find this very curious about films that like there is no way that you know you you put in all this money and you put in all this efforts like and like some of these great jokes are great but it's also a risk right because is there any way that you can ensure that oh this is going to hit or people are going to get it or like it's like people are going to get the humor like does it bother you like is there anything you do to like
1: no, uh, see, there are two things. Number one is, there's obviously an inherent sense of your... You're doing stand-up, right? And you know, why do you know what is a joke? What do, why do you know something's a punchline? You know it. Inherently, you know that, okay, this is funny. Now, there's an issue of what do I need to tweak in it to make it come out or, okay, this doesn't work.
0: Right. right. When does
1: that happen? It happens after you speak again and again and again. But largely, you have a sense of what's funny. Right. you can't write something and then put it out there and say oh now I'll know oh now I got the joke Achha, I have to that doesn't happen so I think one part of humor is inherently in you what you think is funny and what you think is the other part is how do you deliver that hmm. you know and that comes from practice craft or whatever see when we do theater when everybody does theater and you'll ask any actor director whatever in theater whenever you are rehearsing there are moments even a director will tell yappe hold because probably you'll get a lot of laughs. You know, yeah. and that's inherently Instinct something, sort of. you know, it's instinctive. You kind of feel it should happen. Right. And yet sometimes you do get surprised because many times what you thought was funny, you don't get that many laughs and many thought times what you, uh, when you didn't expect it, people really suddenly clap or something like that. And so, yes, but that happens over time. Even for uh, my writing, I think one of the most important things for me, and it works for me, is I do a lot of narrations. So even Sunday, for example, I must have at least 150 narrations with my friends, with people, meeting producers every year. So I'm never shy away from narration because every time I read something aloud, Hmm. uh, I come to know it's working or not.
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, So for me, narrations help a lot. uh, And many times it's as simple as saying, you know, if you have a bizarre thought in your head, you speak it aloud and suddenly you feel, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things, you know, when you say things aloud, you really understand ye... ah, myself, yeah. you know and so uh, narrations are very important and of, even if you are very good at the craft get in, and, and if you are bad at narrations or you don't like doing narrations get some actors and link, have the script read aloud. Right. And that will instantly make you understand no one like this is not working, this is sounding very forced, this is very deliberate and you happy. And then comes the third part of it is setting up the humor in, in terms of it's uh, uh, how do you film it? You know, so what do you, how, how, and for that, uh, I think the largest, biggest important thing I think is editing. You know, you have to understand the power of editing. Uh, It's the most important craft. I think after the screenplay, after writing a script, editing is the second most important thing. I think in between directions of okay. But really editing is where again, the film is made all over again, you know, and so these uh, timing punchline, no, these things you get only once you keep doing it, doing it, you understand that. This right. is how it should be timed. This is exactly where it should come. This is exactly how How much of music am I going to use? Do I need so much music to just make it? I mean, one of the worst things I feel in a lot of Indian films and Indian content is uh, music background score is used very badly. Yeah. And uh, yeah. especially when it comes to humor, I mean, I think many times if I could just redo a background score of something, I feel it, it would be 10 times better. You know, because there's this overproducing of music and going pa, pa, tu, tu, de, de, ta. ta. And you don't need that. If you're funny, you're funny. You don't need that much uh, underlining of it. You know, you don't need to put uh, musical laugh lines. I call them. It's almost like the
0: uh, laughter track.
1: Yeah, it's just a musical version of a laughter track. You know, so uh, so that's okay. But I I think large part is I I mean uh, for me, the more you read it out aloud, Hmm. like. You said in stand-up, you do it eight, ten times. You then you you actually you, uh, develop not that thing very right.
0: yeah.
1: you well. Know? So the same thing that you read aloud, read aloud, read aloud your script. You call a friend, read it to them. You know, and the more you read aloud in your head, you, you instantly understand what's working, what's not working.
0: And for uh, so I me, mean, that's important. For me, like this is uh, more like a. I was very curious. I, I mean, I actually didn't probably understand or maybe I am just trying to decode the metaphor but uh, the kick uh, yeah. that you have given like at the beginning and then again in yeah. the scene at the end where you know they are having this whole fight yeah. and then wo kick hai. And right. it's a very uh, sto- short story style. right? Like O. Henry style pe ek yeah. beginning and full circle so what right. is the key? like can you explain like this help
1: me decode that no. because like for me it was no, very no, no. i don't think it's very very uh uh esoteric or anything i mean for me i i just think appa is a very important character for me and so right. uh um, i was very worried um, as a little history my mother suffers from schizophrenia from when i was a child
0: right
1: so it's something i've seen very closely and uh, right. she lives with me even now and i mean but um so for me, the character of is very important and it's very difficult to find. I mean, how do I explain to the actor what it is? Because I did not see none of one thing about uh, one thing I hate is using cinema as a reference to make cinema. So right. even when I'm doing characters, I'm doing anything, I want to find something from my life and not from movies. You know, even if I love great films and I love this thing and you have to avoid uh, being derivative about certain things. And. There are many things which uh, people take for very cinematic. There's a cinematic grantedness we take in things. Courtroom dramas, uh, you know, uh, hospitals, stuff like that. We don't really research. We don't really take a lot of efforts to understand that. And we kind of, it's very easy, you know, then we say, okay, he's a doctor. He's going to walk in, but you know, this is not how really Indian doctors and what happens to doctors really is this. And so for uh, a past character for me was, he was the catalyst in the whole story. Right. right? And uh, ironically, he's the person who does not live in the real world. In his own, he's living in his own head. He's living in his own this thing. And so, uh, symbolically, maybe uh, for me, Appa was the guy who, amongst all these people, was the only one who had an audience seat. He was the one who actually was the observer to all these people doing all the dumb things. And so, every time I think Appa's character symbolizes uh, what symbolizes a, a kick of life, you know, when life gives you a kick in the butt. And I think that for me, that was as simple as, simplest way I can put that Appa was always a catalyst. He's always a man who uh, 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 created this, uh, the change in the story. He always brought in that entire shift. He's the first person who brings the shift into the character. He changes everybody's life. Right. Because of that one, one kick. you one know, kick. Yeah. That one kick changes everyone's uh, life track and brings everyone to some new point. And in the end, again, when people are taking themselves seriously, Appa gives a kick in their butt and says, "Okay, come on," you know. And then they obviously get back to life. So it was pretty simple in that sense. It was just symbolic of, uh, uh, and the cat was very important. And I have luckily found Shiv who who's a most brilliant writer himself and a great actor. And uh, Shiv's decoding was brilliant, and I never had to give him any instructions when we were shooting. So that was also great. I mean, I was very lucky with my actors and. Uh, yeah, the casting
0: out. of the film is just
1: perfect. Yeah.
0: I don't think i mean is it luck or like
1: where these the actors like was everybody your first choice it is partial luck i mean uh, i uh, it's luck I'm, so i had a casting director i had casting bay uh, do the casting for me and uh, right. molan uh, shekhar uh, they were they were they had just started out that time so it was great fun because they also took it as a challenge and
0: we yeah, uh, yeah. really and brought in a lot of uh, we get to see so little of Shahana, like and I love the yeah. relation, like it's so practical and, and yeah. but yeah. treat
1: Shahana yeah. was a surprise because you know, uh, till rock on and she had done all these hardcore independent films, you know, those all art cinema and all that. So right, impression impressed right. that Shahana must be a very serious kind of a person who's like aisa. so... so. <laughs> Um, and I wanted a dusky uh, to cast a dusky girl for uh, for her role and you know and so we were looking and so she was in Paris and um, and I think first zoom call we did was phenomenal and I realized that oh my god she's so different from whatever you know the serious role she portrays right. and I think she was fed up by then of all these idiotic uh, I mean she kept getting these rock on type roles you know, angry yeah. girl, angry woman right. angry sister angry angsty you know so she was looking to do something really something different for her the script was you know just the right thing uh, so I, may, I everything was uh, partly accident uh, largely accident la- but partly of course we went through a lot of process we saw a lot of actors and uh, it wasn't a bit so it was uh, everyone's chosen really uh, with a lot of care the surprise for me was choosing Nakul Balla for uh, to play Behnosh's character right because I always thought mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah, I'm going to cast like a real Parsi uh, actor for this. And uh, somehow we <laughs> just found it difficult to get the... Uh, like a lot of the guys who are doing Parsi theatre would do auditions and then would not... They, if you ask them, you know, we're shooting this time to this time. So I can't tell you, I can't say anything. You know, so it was like getting really weird. And I said, no, we'll find somebody. And then some... The, that's when Anmo uh, recommended this guy. He said he's in Bangalore. I said, Bangalore? And he's a Punjabi. I said, you're crazy. He said, sir, i they close. Ko. And, uh, I mean, I,
0: I'm finding this so surprising that he's not Parsi. Yeah. Just, just he's not Parsi late. at
1: all. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I saw his test, I said, okay, this guy is fantastic. You know, because for me, that. Uh, so, I uh, see, I have very close. I mean, one of the things I wanted to avoid was the cliched Bollywood Parsi, uh, which is bullshit. And I have very close Parsi friends. I've seen Parsi culture up, up close. And so, I did not want to do any of that rubbish. You know, that kind of shit. And, uh, and a lot of my Parsi friends speak Hindi very well. I mean, none of them have that. Uh, so, I mean, I was pretty clear about that. And so, when you saw Mehenosh, she was fantastic. And then we had Meher uh, who was playing uh, Arjun's sister. She's, uh, she is Bavi. So, you know, we kind of did a basic coaching for him because again, I didn't want him to get into that uh, thing. I didn't want him to do some fake accents and stuff like that. You know, uh, and Mehenosh picked it up very well. I mean, Brilliant, and you would not know he's not a Parsi, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, this so that is.
0: Awesome. Uh, that, the, that was
1: a great, uh, that was a, a great. bit uh,
0: betrayal. I'm like, what is this? Why telling you? I don't want to know that he's Punjabi.
1: Honest. I don't want to know that he's a uh
0: Obviously, I am not uh, well researched. Also, I saw the trailer for uh, yet <laughs> project. Huh. I, I'm sorry. I'm very like uh, I, yeah. not good with the. Li- I'm not good with the language. But oh, is there like is the movie out? Because I tried looking for it. It's
1: not a movie. It's a short film. prakata Hathiyaad no. is actually gibberish. So even if you don't get it, that's great it oh, because
0: happened.
1: the entire film uh, it was something uh, when I when we started our own production house and I was really dying to do something out of besides advertising. Yeah. And there was a project which came to a like friend of mine, Karthik, which I was a, is a DOP. Right, and he got a project from Fuji to do like a uh, so of course now film is dead, but earlier days, uh, Fuji Kodak used to come with film stuff, right? Right,
0: right,
1: they made, demo, they made like demo films for DOPs, you know, okay, this kind of latitude of films have, and you
0: know, uh-huh. don't
1: get a DOP to shoot it. And and but Karthik wanted to do a story, he said, I just don't want to do one basic uh, cinema, cinematography. Uh, uh, this thing so he said will you write something for me I said okay I'll, I wrote I gave him an idea then he said I wrote it and uh, I think he. There's somebody else then finally he called me and said uh, can you make it I said fuck I'll make it I mean for me it's great and I was going to get free stock from Fuji it's unlimited uh-huh. stock right. nothing like that. so yeah. uh, so we made that film and uh,
0: okay, can we watch it film. available
1: on YouTube it might be coming out in some time because somebody's okay. interested of uh, putting it up, actually,
0: it's like because the trailer is amazing. I
1: yeah, it's it's a very funny
0: film, oh. and so when
1: we wrote it, you know, it was because I I didn't want to put dialogues in it. So it was just uh, it was very uh, it's a funny film, and it uh, it's about vagabonds. But uh, even if they live like vagabonds, they have the middle class trappings in them. So it was, it became very funny when you see people who are living away from society rules, but yet having social. Uh, structures in their living and uh, you know the idea being that we can't get away from a middle class you know this a stu- structural this thing is very difficult to get out of um and, and it was funny and then uh, I didn't want to write dialogues and then we said okay let's make it gibberish you no know? so nobody is really so in that whole film nobody's really saying any line and you can get everything.
0: Right. You know,
1: talking like you know so everyone's talking like that. And uh, so even the titles, and I said, make it gibberish. So the original title was A Day in the Park, oh, which okay. I jumbled up and made it Prakata head. So that's about it. And uh, so it's going to come. I think somebody's is interested in kind of uh, showcasing it or something like that.
0: I hope, uh, yeah, then we can just put the link. That's because
1: funny. Just, we can put the link time. of the
0: trailer, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, I mean, even in that, I thought like the framing is very, uh, like the saturation of the frame yeah, yeah, and all. Yeah, yeah. It's very Cohen brothers, right? Um, like no, a
1: little. I, uh, I don't know. Okay, see, I though I admire many filmmakers. I try not to do. Yeah, no, no, like
0: it's anything. not like pronounced in that sense, but like.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe it is maybe, I'm I mean, expecting for me, visual yeah. jokes even in this. Yeah, it's very funny. Everything is a joke. It's well framed. It's actually the entire look and of the film comes from the stock. So. One of the briefs we had got was that has to the, we have to show that the stock can take a lot of color. It right. can handle outdoors. It's especially an outdoor stock. Right. Uh, um, it can take a lot of color. It has a lot of latitude. You know, even if it's open skies, it can kind of... Uh, and so, I mean, a lot of it is shot with that, that, so with that brief in mind. You know, we wanted to make it colorful, weird, bright. Uh, and it was a little weird, the whole thing. So, obviously, the framing, everything is kind of pushing to that. Uh, uh, that you see when you see the film. I mean, you'll understand... Uh,
0: yeah even though again great casting must congratulate great
1: casting are superb casting i mean, I mean shiva chadda is the most brilliant actor just
0: try, like the, like just i was like okay maybe i'm doing something wrong but i'm glad that i didn't like this is not my research See, But, like the uh, the scene the meltdown scene in the airport yeah yeah i mean like it's it's i mean i genuinely felt like that was one of the most brilliant like and i'm not saying this because you're you're in front of me or whatever but like a w- jeep yeah. but funny be हमने mean I have never seen yeah. something like that in Bollywood.
1: Yeah.
0: And the film is not artsy. Like that's what I, I, I like it yeah, so yeah, much. Like, yeah. like, like what were you thinking? Like from where does that come? Like, no, it comes from again,
1: again, it comes from artsy. angst only and space only. Na? See, right. I uh, so yeah, the film is not artsy. I agree with the sense that we got surprised when festival wanted to show our film. Right. I was really shocked because I said yet to art film hai nahi, apna it's a funny film and you know,
0: like I meant it as a compliment <laughs> I know
1: I, that's okay even I we kind of uh, I was surprised and I was happy of course that you know we struggled for two years three years to get the film out
0: so right. in between
1: that the festivals really kept our spirits up and you know it felt good about it right and every city it showed everybody resonated which I loved you know I loved the fact that whether it was uh, London or whether it was somewhere in America and anywhere else people used to say that we resonate with this and i like that i mean that was great that you're not just made a specific Bombay. though you were it was a mumbai story it had it actually seems to have a
0: universal
1: yeah kind of so uh, i generally so my thing is you know i take like i said i take everything from my life and if i'm working on any subject i take a lot of time working on it so uh, i have constant these notes in my iphone you know so i think of something i say maybe uh i'll keep this and i keep I'm, I, so that's what i think uh, all writers do actually i think we are we are kind of thieves you know we kind of take yeah. something and we put it there and then we say okay take it. like mehanosh's uh, bit came from somebody who was telling me that you know there's i have a neighbor he does nothing and all, he tells me only, only thing he does is he sends hate mails to his boss you know <laughs> and i said uh, i, I that kept player. that when i heard that <laughs> i kept i wrote it down yeah. Because I thought that's very interesting. If somebody is just writing anonymous uh, hate mails to his boss, I thought that's pretty strange. Right. And I wrote it down. And so later down the line, I was looking at these notes. I said, oh, this is interesting for Mehnosh. you know, and maybe I can use that." Right. Uh, uh, I have seen a lot of airport meltdowns.
0: Really. So because
1: I travel, I've been traveling a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you uh, you're doing uh, Delhi, Bombay, Bangalore, you know, you're shooting ads and you're kind of moving a lot. You're doing PP and meeting clients. And I always find airport stations always fantastic. It's like absolute fodder, you know. And right. I have seen amazing amount of people screaming on the phones. Uh, people getting angsty about, you know, there was this, uh, so this thing came, I'll tell you where it, uh, so I saw once I heard one man, twice or three times I've heard men screaming at somebody on the phone. right? And for like 10, 10, 20 minutes, you know, I'm to You know that kind of thing and like this man is forgotten where he was. Everyone's looking at him and he's screaming away. And I remember this one instance when, uh, uh, which I used, I mean, I was we were, and, and so I don't know what egos and clashes people get because I think there's a casteism, there's a different kind of urban casteism there. I'm business class, I'm here, I was here before you, you're lying You know, it's a very strange kind of a thing. Right. Like people are yeah. not even ready to help each other and if somebody you know, everyone's trying to move up ahead and then somebody gets very angry. And I remember this uh, uh, <laughs> they were, I mean, we were waiting in the queue to put our luggage on that bloody carousel, right? Uh-huh. And so we come there and so there's a guy ahead of me, he kept his bag and that time only this one man comes I think he forgot to put his mobile. So he he comes there to just keep his mobile in. And this man shouts at him, right? Hey, line mate, line line <laughs> So this guy, you could see his persona. Obviously he was somebody who nobody ever have, must have said anything like that to him, right? Yeah. So he, you know what he did for fucking three minutes, this man just looked, just was glaring like that at this guy. You know? Yeah. And then this guy kept looking, and this guy is glaring, 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 as if in his head I could read, tu mere mein hota, ya mere mein hota, laga I don't know what it was. It was like this man was, and I said, wow, so much angst, so much urban angst we have about things. And so I think I just took it one notch further because every time you stand for security check and they're checking you and checking you, and feeling you sometimes you feel, kapda nikal ke, bhencho, kar. you know, yeah. so I thought maybe that's, you know what if somebody really does that somebody really just starts stripping and saying okay fuck us you know and uh, which has happened in us there are st- stories when this right. uh, whole right. you know a lot of women and a lot of people had under protest had gone naked at the airport and all that, when the tsa thing had happened and all that yeah. so it's not far from reality right. it's just but- i think a few bits connected together and so i just connect i, I just think my specialty i can connect bits and find a story in them right. you know Uh, Some people are great at fiction for me, I think, unless I can't find something from my life to connect, I can't write, you know, so even if it's a science fiction thing I'll have to find, or fantasy, I'll have to find something from my life to connect to it. And that I find easy then.
0: This is not really a question. It's more like an observation. Uh, But, uh, like, you know, like, when I saw like the story, and uh, like when Barun Sopti is observing this guy, uh, who has the meltdown and then he yeah. decides not to go ahead and do like a corporate yeah, job yeah. and head startups instead or uh, do that kind of a thing. So uh, like what and then finally at the end when uh, you know they have the big fight so what I basically understand is this this guy is scared right Varun Sokti is yeah. scared like he doesn't yeah. want to make a big mistake. Right. right. In that, and in that whole thing he doesn't want to take any chances only. Right. And that is the flaw in his character. That exactly. He's not able to go ahead with like exactly. the love of his life, also.
1: even the love of his life, correct?
0: Right, right,
1: correct. because for so everybody
0: what... else, I thought the flaw was very pronounced, right? Like right. for the Gujarati guy, I understood that oh, he's trying to escape his family. For the correct. Correct. uh, like the hoarder, I could understand that he's just you know keeping too much baggage for uh, the bawa. like it was, yeah. but for Varun, it was <laughs> more subtle because he was always good on the surface, exactly. He's the typical hero. Exactly. You exactly.
1: Yeah, he was the typical nice guy till you suddenly realize that uh, little later you realize that he might be a nice guy, but maybe he's also someone who when he finds a wall, turns away. So, is that good or bad? I don't know. So, for example, you can say, I don't like materialism, so I'm not chasing it.
0: Hmm, but
1: versus, you find it too hard to get into that, so you say, I'm not chasing it. So, so that's why the- you see Shahana's character was developed like that because if Barun was a guy who loved all the good things in life, football, and was and felt the corporate thing is too much for me. And he stepped out. Mm. Right? And Shahana is somebody who actually has a father who is uh, who is a massive problem for her, but yet she follows a job also with that much, uh, this, without any guilt, without any... Uh, and so you see the dichotomy of the characters, if you see it subtly. Right. It's pretty amazing. And that's the reason why probably he admires her.
0: Right. right. Her
1: strength. You know, kind of she she seems to be doing all the things he thought he couldn't do and actually she's she has she's taking care of her father she's very fastidious about that and yet she's uh, uh, serious about her work also you know and that's why in the end and so even when the moment time where he might want to tell a woman that he likes her when she says you know I also want good things in life this that he suddenly feels you know and and that's why that end scene was made that way, you know, that when she only proposes and says, yaar, kya itna kya and when he says, What if I can't give you a good thing? She says, Yeah, fuck off. That's not a job. That's my I'll I'll get what I want for it. And so there was it was very clear cut, it was kind of uh, deliberate in that sense. But uh,
0: so, yeah. like in comedy, we use this thing, we say misleading. Yeah. so you did this, right, with this character. Yeah. Like you yeah. throughout you made us you you made us follow him and we are thinking, oh
1: yeah. Correct. Correct.
0: And then so you knew that was coming.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was pretty uh right. right. I mean as I developed the character, I knew that you know I I had to get him to some point where uh but I was very sure about this. I mean, from the very beginning. That that's that's what I feel
0: so smart right now
1: because I decoded. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I mean that's great.
0: Jabba